Anyone who's interested in making change in the world also has to learn how to take care of herself, himself, their selves. It's me, your host, Anika Lee-Niels, and I'm back with another bonus episode of the Bacchanal Abroad podcast. This is our much-needed reminder to take some time to rest, relax, and recharge. Whatever big plans you have for the year ahead, mi gente, you can't pour from an empty cup. And I want Angela Davis's intro into this month's reflection to set the tone for the rest of our year. That's why over on Instagram, I dedicated the month of January to supporting our community and ensuring that we have the tools we need to really care for ourselves every step of the way as we lean into our biggest goals over the next 11 months. As much as I want to support you as you embrace your authentic self and feel comfortable going after the things you want the most in your own life, I personally know that all of that is great, but it becomes difficult when you neglect your basic needs. I know because that was me three years ago, falling apart at the seams, desperately clinging to that old-fashioned Caribbean saying, you go rest when you're dead, Gil. And for what exactly? For anxiety and overwhelm to consume me whole in exchange for what? This month I shared how I started prioritizing my self-care journey with Carrie Olivia over on her podcast, Carrieism Speaks. Here's a brief clip that I shared on Instagram. How did you start your own self-care journey? It really came out of like, you know, that that time when I did, like when the idea for the career millennial came to me. That was pretty much like back in the beginning of 2019, I think, last year. Yeah, and I remember like, you know, exactly where I was, exactly what I was going through. There was a lot more than just, you know, like the quarter life crisis, but I think like everything like during that time was just like magnified times mm. that right? mm. And things that yes. weren't important suddenly became important. And I was like, I had like this severe anxiety. It just came out of nowhere. Mm. And I, I tell people, like, I feel like I was at the brink of having an anxiety disorder. Long story short, I don't want that to be you. And after a month of opening up in an act of radical self-care with the Instagram community, it seems like a lot of us are heading there fast. Slow down and give yourself grace. You deserve it. Think about it. What good does it do anyone involved if you're not showing up at your best? If you're constantly tired, stressed out, overwhelmed, do you really think any progress that you make is going to be worth it? Perhaps, but in my own experiences, flirting with burnout and pushing myself to the brink of an anxiety disorder, when you get to your next milestone, you won't be able to fully enjoy it because you're even more stressed out, tired and overwhelmed, trying to find some time to recover before you move on to the next thing. What if you were to reframe the way you think about self-care? From being something you turn to when you're on the brink of exhaustion to something that helps you get focused, energized, and motivates you to stay on top of your goals. It's time to start thinking about self-care as the bare minimum. If you want to do that though, I think we need to debunk some myths associated with self-care first. First up, self-care is all or nothing. Just because you don't have an entire day to dedicate to self-care doesn't mean that you have to give it up altogether. It's really the little things that help you connect to yourself and give you a much-needed emotional boost, shift your perspective, or even a much-needed pause to keep tackling whatever you might have going on on your to-do list. 
One of my favorite self-care practices that I started daily is to stop whatever I'm doing and watch the sunset. And that barely takes 15 minutes, but it's a moment to check in with myself and see how I'm doing, reflect on my day, and give thanks for another day on earth. Two, self-care is a luxury. And honestly, I used to think this way because anytime I heard people talk about self-care, it almost always referred to spa days, shopping sprees, and bottomless mimosa brunches. Now, when I started living in Europe, I tried a few of these things, but of course, all it did was leave me feeling even more restless and anxious because my bank account couldn't keep up with how much retail therapy and Sunday boozing I needed to stay on top of things. Needless to say, it felt like slapping a band-aid on a gushing wound. Not worth it. And honestly, a complete disaster. And just like I mentioned before, self-care is about the little things that fill up your cup. Think about a time that you did something for yourself that really helped you to slow down and connect with you. When it comes to self-care, we often turn to others for examples of what that should look like. And that brings me to myth number three. Self-care is the same for everyone. This is simply not true. We don't respond to things in the same way as our family members or friends. Some people might feel re-energized interacting with other people all the time. But for me and countless others, I need alone time. For some of us, alone time does nothing but make us feel that dreaded FOMO. And if you're worrying or stressed out, guess what? That's not self-care. Really think about all the things that help you feel more like yourself. And those are the things that you should be prioritizing as much as you can in your self-care practice. Listen, the truth is we can sit here for hours debunking self-care myths. But if you've resonated with anything I've shared in this month's reflection, head to the link in the description to sign up for a weekly Self-Care Fridays newsletter and receive one of my favorite resources that I created in January straight to your email inbox. It's a 10-page guide that includes prompts and templates to help you prioritize you in 2021 by building a self-care practice tailored to your specific needs. Because self-care is not one-size-fits-all, and you are worthy of being cared for in ways that lift you up. That's a wrap on today's episode, and I hope that you'll join us inside the weekly newsletter to receive the support in the form of radical self-care. As a community, it's definitely something that we take for granted. And if I can share any tips, tools, and resources with you guys weekly, that's what matters the most. As usual, I am forever grateful to each and every listener, Caribbean millennial or not, at home or abroad, we are all welcome here. If you enjoy January's reflection, I'd love to hear your feedback, and there are many ways that you can do that. First, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and let me know exactly what you've loved about this week's episode. Feel free to follow along at The Caribbean Millennial on Instagram and send me a DM too. Don't be shy. Lastly, share this episode with anyone who you think could also use some time to self-reflect. The more of us creating these shifts together, the greater the chance we have of transforming our Caribbean community. All new interviews with Korean millennials are brought on their way in March 2021. Tell a friend.